Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. users out there this is ian from echo station podcast i'm joined by my lovely co-host chris hello and today is a super duper long episode uh we are combining uh two the final two arcs in the clone wars uh the spice girls arc as it has been lovingly dubbed on the interwebs (laughs) and then the siege of mandalore arc uh so uh, this first part is going to be us talking about, obviously, the uh, the Spice Girls arc. And then the uh, last part is going to be us talking about the Siege of Mandalore series finale. Um, emotion, emotion, emotion. And uh, ho- and by that time as well, we'll kind of get some stuff from May the 4th. So we might talk about some of the stuff we saw during May the 4th day, which is, of course, Star Wars Day. Yay. Uh, but news-wise, not a whole lot has happened uh, except for Battlefront 2. Uh, the devs announced that the uh, Scarif update, as they called it, would be their last update of the game. I need to get that. Which is, which is sad. I know. You know, but, like, there's so much more the, you could do. Yeah, for all the issues people had with this game, it is really a great game. Well, yeah, and I mean, they they really stepped up to the plate and said, okay, well, we got to make a better game here. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. With all the content that they released. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Scarif map is absolutely beautiful. Um, there's also new skins from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, there's Rey with her yellow lightsaber. Yay. Uh, Rey with her hood up. Uh, the Emperor Reborn in his, like, red and black cloak. And then Kylo with his hood up as well. Uh, and they also threw in a Darth Maul Rebels, uh, skin as well. Very cool. So, yeah, that's fun. Uh, but they said that they're gonna be monitoring, uh, the servers maybe throwing a little update here and there out there but like big content wise this was our last one We're done. yeah so now they can go on to battlefront three hey and put all the characters that they should have put in the game like Wait. ahsoka and ventress and oh, like cad bane and you know so many people a battlefront ahsoka arc would be incredible yeah just to be able like, to play as ahsoka they they done messed up so yeah that said, the the original story that went along with Battlefront 2 was quite compelling. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, 
yeah, they they really shot themselves in the foot by not adding in a bunch of these iconic Clone Wars characters. Yeah. It would be nice to get a, a Battlefront-focused, or a Clone Wars-focused Battlefront. Oh, just like the Clone Wars? Like, no other trilogies or no other uh, eras? Yeah, well, well, to be mainly focused on that. I think that would be actually very fun. Yeah. Hear that, guys? I would not be mad at that. Clone Wars Battlefront. The, yes, purple, or... the people want it. Yes, no, no, uh, you know, oh, well, we're going to do, you know, a lot of the sequel stuff. No, we got it. The sequel stuff was cool, but we want Clone Wars. Clone That's Wars. where the wars actually was. Yep. It was a good war, damn it. Let us play it. Plus, they have the better characters, so, you know. Oh, yeah. It's whatever. It is what it is. Uh, and then I also got the uh, the Tops Women of Star Wars 2020 uh, hobby box. I have bought, well, today, actually, I bought another one. As of one, today. So. As of today, I have purchased three of them. Uh, the first one uh, was opened for me uh, by Titan Cards and Games. Uh, they're a company based in Florida, and so they have a deal where if you purchase it and you purchase, uh, uh, let them open it online, basically, on a YouTube channel, uh, they send it to you for free. Not, like, the, or free shipping, excuse me, not actually free. Yeah. Uh, so they send it to you and, you know, they open it online and so it's free shipping, which is great. Uh, so I got in that break, I got a Jamie King or a Singh numbered autograph. It's very cool. Yeah. So I was very happy with that one. And then I opened the one, uh, that I bought here, uh, at my house and I bought it or I opened it up and I got some good cards and then I got a character from Canto Bite named Margo. So I got her autograph. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, so that video, actually both those uh, unboxing videos are up on our uh, on the Twitter. So follow yep. us at Echo Station Cast and you can look at all those videos, all the stuff we tweet about, which Take is derpy help stuff. Decide if you want to purchase your own. It's pretty cool. It's good. Uh, mine retail, I think, for around 50 bucks. So depending on what autograph you get, it will pay for the box and then some. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I personally recommend them. I like them. They're fun. They're cute. Uh, they have really nice designs. And I mean, it's 2020. It's the women of Star Wars. So you're supporting women. Yep. That's called feminism. The future is female. Yes. But today, uh, like I said, we're talking about both the Clone Wars arcs. And we're going to start with the Spice Girls arc. Spice which Girls, was, Spice World. Yes. Uh, they showed a bunch of these really rough animatics uh back a few celebrations ago uh or disney weekends ago it was a while while back yeah and uh a lot of stuff changed in this episode for example uh trace wasn't uh, a girl she was a guy at first yeah i mean it's a pretty ambiguous name so it works yeah and you know ahsoka was gonna have like a little boyfriend in that arc and that didn't work out well i kind of i prefer it this way i do too i I mean i think i I think that ahsoka is a very powerful female energy and i like that her arcs are very female focused you know whether she's teamed up with barris or with um ventress you know it's a very female-centric line yeah, and that's what a lot of the Star Wars fanboys were really pissed about. They're like, no more females in Star Wars. It's like... Oh, jeez. Like, these aren't force wielders. They're not bounty hunters. They're, they're just, like, 
two mechanics, so like, shut up. Yeah, get over it. It's ridiculous. Um, but this the these arcs did uh, gain some a good amount of flack online. Yeah, like a good amount of flack to where a lot of like the animators and stuff were taking notice and like retweeting saying this is not okay. I just, I know I see what they were doing. I get what they were doing. Right. It, it was just. And this is aside from the, you know, the quality of the animation. It was boring. It was boring. Yeah. When... It, was, it was, you know, been there, done that. Very, very tropey. We, yeah. We've seen this before. Well, and when you take a season like Clone Wars and it's going to be supposedly the final season, I hope it really is and hope it just lying to us, uh, that... You know, you have these, like, 12 episodes to tell these great Clone War stories, but then you end up with these four? Yeah. And, you know, if we had... Exactly what you're saying. If we had a promise of more episodes, it would be fine, because these episodes did a fantastic job of world-building, you oh, know, for sure. We got to see more of Coruscant's lower levels. We got to see Kessel. Yeah, a beautiful side of Kessel, too. Very, you. very cool. Yeah, very, very cool um, world building to Kessel. But I, uh, I just, I feel like the whole naive underdog rapscallion thing is such a predictable Star Wars trope that it almost starts to grate on me. Yeah, it's and I mean, you know, I will say I much rather preferred Rafa over Trace. Oh yeah, absolutely. Trace was super annoying. Not only because Rafa had a really cool coat, but because yeah, I didn't Trace. I I did not like her. Their like, their designs were super cool. They looked really. Oh yeah, and they were really beautifully animated and you know acted. They were acted very well too. But yeah, I just I did not like Trace. No, I didn't. She just. Ugh. I, as, it's just like literally, a, as soon as she dumped the spice, I was like, this fucking oh, bitch. Right? Like, I get that you're young and inexperienced, but that is the dumbest th- How do you grow up in the underbelly of Coruscant and think that that was a smart thing to do? Yeah. It's... How can you possibly yeah. be that naive? Uh, ah, yeah. Oh, I have issues. I have issues. It's rough. I wanted to like it, but... And, and I did like parts of it. The Pike family... The syndicate was cool. The pike criminals were really cool. The sen- you know, seeing more of the syndicate was super cool. Um, we got some more Twilight dudes. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, it was definitely, you know, growth for Ahsoka. That's not, you know... I get why, you know, they said they had to have it because, you know, it, it you know it makes her grow as a, as a person. And, yeah. you know, I... And, you know, there is groundwork laid for, obviously, the Siege of Mandalore stuff. Yeah. And we, we, uh, had, to get, we had to get Ahsoka background like we had to yes we had to do a 180 with her somehow and i just like i said like if you're gonna you know do this kind of thing you know like i said i've had like a 22 episode season this would have been fine yeah like this would have been a perfect you know way to split things up and you know have maybe two episodes in between the mandalore arc and this one and call it good uh that being said you know 
Dave has a plan. Yeah. And I now, you know, with these final episodes airing and us watching back, I see why he did it. Yeah, I mean, the 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 Martez sisters were used as a vehicle to represent like everything that Ahsoka had been feeling about the Jedi Council. That oh, for sure. Here yes. Here were the actual real world tangible evidence of what was wrong with the Jedi Council right here. And so I, I understand that narratively. I definitely understand that. Uh, you know, the, just, the, the execution was, was meh. It was a little yeah, meh. I, I didn't like it all that much. Uh, could it have been, you know, three episodes long? Oh, for sure. But, you know, when people first, you know, obviously knew the Siege of Mandalore was coming back, they wanted that to be, like, the whole entire season, basically. Yeah. And as cool as that would be, you don't have that you couldn't do the Siege of Mandalore in 12 episodes. It's a, you know, you can maybe do it in five or six, but not 12. That's a lot even, of content to cover. I don't even know if my heart could take all that. No, it, it's, it's, no. So, it's, you know, I get why people wanted the Siege of Mandalore arc because it's very important, you know, not only to Ahsoka, but to Maul and to Rex and to the, you know, future of Star Wars, basically. But you gotta, you know, take baby steps to get there. Mm-hmm. We may have taken a little too many steps with this uh, particular arc, but we still took some steps. Yeah. Um, so let's let's run through this arc a little bit. Um, so Ahsoka is now living in the underworld of Coruscant. Yep. And she, you know, is having a crappy speeder, and she just, like, crashes in this, you know dry dock basically and is like hey sorry and i just you know it's it's a perfect thing for ahsoka to do because of course she meets you know these these new people but it's like what are you doing in the underworld course on you couldn't like find somewhere better to live yeah i don't know like what the like, hell does she have any money i mean are the jedi like like priest do they have any material possessions and money maybe she just was out of luck like what's she gonna well do? that's true maybe um <laughs> maybe she, she just uh, couldn't get off world that's that's also true um but so you know she meets trace and trace of course is this young naive little girl oh, who so uh you know makes deals with the very wrong people and pisses people off left and right and just I kind of see her as, like, kind of the Jar Jar of that season. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. And I, I know that's really bad. I'm probably going to get so much flack for that, but I can just see that. Yeah. The, um, we, we understand what you were trying to do here, but the execution wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, so, I do admit I love Ahsoka's little, like, flight suit that she has. Oh, so cute. It's very cute. Uh, I quite, quite enjoy that. Um, and this is the first time we see Ahsoka since season five. Yeah. So, new character model, new headpiece, you know, longer headtails. More, more mature. So, what did you think of her new look? I love it. I, I really like the progression of of seeing Ahsoka age. It's really interesting because you don't get to see that in animated series very often. Right. So, I mean, and we've seen Ahsoka, you know, well, we see Ahsoka pretty much her entire lifetime. And it's very interesting to watch. 
I think um, she's super cute looking. I love it. I love it. I love the oh, yeah. purity in her face. It's a it's a beautiful character design. So, and can we all agree? Because like, <sighs> the Clone Wars did not happen in three years. It had to happen in five years. Yeah. Like this is this is not a three year war. No, it doesn't seem like it. This is because Ahsoka was like thirteen when she first made her appearance in season one, and now they say she's like seventeen. That's not three years. Mm-hmm. So, just saying, just as a little side note. Yeah. I don't believe it was three years. I think that was. I and think it's wrong, and that should be like retconned. Time is very wibbly wobbly, timey wimey when it comes to Star Wars too. Yeah, but I'm like, this is not three. This is this is way more than three, folks. Learn well, how to even, count, damn it. Even with even with Anakin and Padme, it's like, was that really just three years? Right, like really? that's a yeah. <laughs> it's I don't believe it for an instant, but that's just me. Yeah. Um. So, uh, basically, I don't. It's just uh, this episode. This these arcs just kind of didn't make me so happy so i'm hard i have a hard time talking about them i know i i just i was bored like i said earlier i was just i, I was bored like i had a hard time not looking down on my phone i was taking notes too so that's you know that's one thing but it didn't uh, with the last three episodes i was i was like standing in front of the television the whole time oh for sure do you think that's because they had characters that you know we knew like bo katan and Maul and you know Rex and Ahsoka. Is that do you think why or do you think? I think the writing was just better. The dialogue was better. It was more interesting. Yeah. It was more compelling. It wasn't so childish. You know, I mean the the Spice Girls arc felt very much like I am watching a children's television program. Uh, yes. Okay. Agreed. Whereas um, the last episodes like, were like. Ooh, I don't even know if I want my children to watch this because this is hell. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, so you know, after basically they find out, you know, we find out that uh, Ahsoka and Rafa and Trace, uh, they got a race. Uh, Trace or excuse me, Rafa has a job for him. Uh, so they finally get to leave off world, and I actually think we get one of the coolest moments in this season. Which is, did you notice a little callback to Return of the Jedi? Oh, yeah. So, you know, Anakin sensed it was her. Yeah. He, yeah. he knew it was her. That's why they let, that's why he let him go. It was, um, it was very sweet. Yeah. Like, he, he knew it was. No, he absolutely knew it was her. Yeah. Uh, but I absolutely love that callback because the way it was framed, the way it was shot, you know, everything. I'm like, this looks very familiar. And then I'm like. Oh, this is dialogue from Jedi. Oh, this is, this is, I can see where this is going. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, like, later the, there was a Twilight guy that really reminded me of Big Fortuna. Oh, the one, like, the administrator person or yeah. whatever? So I felt like that was another kind of Return of the Jedi callback. Oh, for sure. Um. Uh. So what do you think of Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No. 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The What did you think of Kessel? Oh, it's so pretty. Like, I had no right? idea. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't know it has, like, lush green forests and shit. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. This isn't Kessel. I mean, it was nice. Well, and it was nice to see. You know what? We you know what it reminded me of? It was very much like, here is this beautiful South American gorgeous jungle villa and then if you go a few kilometers out of the way there's a bunch of slave labor i mean yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong at all yeah uh that's that's a very that's a very funny comparison i didn't think about that that's very funny yeah um yeah it's i mean like i said the the designs for these places and the music for this episode and everything was great, but it just lacked a lot. So, like, forgive us if we're kind of just, like, kind of just dead in the water here with this arc, but we just didn't yeah. like it that much. It's just, it's so hard to, it's hard, it's hard to wrestle with sometimes that, that this is a cartoon, that it is meant to be a child's, a children's focused animated series. Yes. Because there are so many... There's so many arcs and there's so many episodes that are really, really heavy and really, really dark, and and it gives the series almost like a like a bipolar kind of personality. I can see that. Yeah, it's it's so it's so heavily weighted to one side of that gamut versus the other. Right. Um. So, what did you think of? the pikes and the Ovidia. Oh, I loved them. They were super cool. Like they looked really cool. They're yeah, we saw them briefly in season, I believe, six of Clone Wars. They were considered the lost transmissions where uh uh Master Sifodias has turned out to be alive and they're keeping him prisoner and so Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so we see the pikes in that aspect, but we didn't really get to see him a whole lot. We saw one in Solo, who was like the administrator of the Kessel, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Pikes are a, a, very sorry. interesting. There's a few mm-hmm. Solo callbacks in like the last few episodes of. Oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, it's they're 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 still trying to hang on to that Solo stuff, and God love them. Hey, I enjoyed Solo, and I always will. Oh, I did too. But you know, Worst God love them. ever, but. But they're they're trying, which is you know thoroughly enjoyable film. All we can ask for, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Pikes are shady people, and they want the spices. So they want, uh, the, spice. They want the spice. Is there is there and, any, like <laughs> is there any sci-fi series that does not have this ubiquitous spice thing? Um, did Firefly have spice? God, I feel like they had something similar. Maybe. I can't remember if Firefly did or not. I know Star Trek does. It's just weird. 
Like, I don't know why spices are so like. That's I like. Think, I think they all just they all just copied Dune. Oh, that's true. Because I think because Dune predates like all of that. Yeah, very much so. Well, or was was Dune an eighties movie? What the book? The book. Series. Oh, the book. The that's book, right. The book series is really fantastic. If you are into science fiction literature, highly recommend. It is it is top of the list all-time best sci-fi novels that okay. series is fantastic it's really good i read it in like blah, i want to say like fifth or sixth grade and then i reread it i don't know maybe in late high school and it, it's it's fantastic yeah i never read them but i saw the movie so and the movies well the movies are like the height of camp this new one though looks if y'all haven't seen the, the pictures for it yet this new one looks very like oh boy looks beautiful i'm 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 really interested to see where where they're gonna take oh, it with this i am too there was the 80s one that had sting in it i mean how can you how can you be sting <laughs> that's very true <laughs> and then there was a i want to say it was like the late 90s early 2000s uh sci-fi series did it yeah um that delved in more to like the later books and stuff and that was i i enjoyed it but i'm kind of a hardcore sci-fi geek in a lot of ways <laughs> maybe not everybody enjoyed it as much as i did nah teach their own right yeah anywho uh so yeah so everyone loves the spices uh and spices are priceless the spice yes is priceless uh so who of course dumps the shipment after people are arguing oh my god fucking trace <sighs> i just I know. It. She saw how dangerous all these people were. She knows what they want. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You poor, poor demented child. Yeah, it's like, okay, well. So she basically fucks over everyone. Not basically. She does fuck over everyone. And because of that, they get captured and they get thrown in prison. Uh. You know, Trace and Ralph, I believe, get tortured, so... Yeah, you know, and the only least. reason nobody died is because it's a kid's show. Yeah. Uh, and then, but we do find out some very interesting things about her, their parents. Yes. Uh, we find out that their parents died during when Cad Bane broke Zero out of uh, the detention center in season, I think, one. That was the finale. And we find out that... Uh, you know, uh, the one like the sh- like ship shuttle things malfunctioned and crashed into a home and killed the parents. Yeah. And they describe a woman with green skin and wears a, a hood and spoke softly. So I'm like, that well, that's Luminara. Yeah. So Luminara comes down and basically says, collateral damage. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's okay, because the Force willed this, or you're the yeah. one with the Force now. It was very you? much like the equivalent of, of a real world. God has a plan. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And that's what makes them hate the Jedi, which, I mean, I get it. I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically like if an angel came down... <laughs> After my parents were horribly murdered, 
by like some weird god and angel demon war. And an angel came over to visit me and was like, sorry, it's all part of the plan. Yeah, like, hey, hashtag our bad. Good luck with the rest of your life. Yeah, and Ahsoka is like, wait, the Jedi did this? Like, the, the Jedi Jedi? Yeah. And, I mean, it, you know, the Jedi in these last uh, eight episodes aren't painted to be, like, the best people. Oh, no, 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 no. They're su- and super gray and questionable. They really aren't the best people to begin with. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, they're, they're not, they're not, not, I don't want to say they're not good people, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of conflict within the Jedi since the Clone War started. Like, do you think if, like, the Clone War had started, like, if it hadn't started, do you think Luminar would have said that? Do you think they, or she would have been like, oh, let's pay for this. Uh, no, I think, I think they were on that path of arrogant righteousness long before the Clone Wars. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think that Sidious was behind this. I I think that Sidious saw a chink in the armor and exploited it. Interesting. Okay. Like, the the Jedi Order had its issues, it had its shortcomings, and he used that against them. Interesting take on it. Okay. Huh. Uh... So yeah, that's why Ahsoka doesn't really reveal that she's a Jedi until the very end. Uh, but, lo and behold, uh, while they're trying to escape, we see three mysterious Mandalorians. Uh, we, of course, get Bo-Katan, uh, and she's flanked by Ursa Wren, who is, of course, Sabine's mother. Yeah. So that was a cool, you know, little uh, Rebels callback to have Ursa in there. And of course they show up and I was like, oh, finally we're getting somewhere. <laughs> right? Like this is, once you see them, you know, the seeds have slowly been planted for the, the siege episode. So it's like, okay, not too much longer now. Uh, and that's evident in uh, the very last episode when uh, Ahsoka does escape again and she sees a hologram. Uh, but not nice person. Yeah. And, you know, you hear Maul name drop uh, Crimson Dawn. So, you know that he's, he right now he's in charge of it. He's he's a drug kingpin. Yeah, and so we're tying back into Solo and all the, the yes. you know, breadcrumbs that were laid there. Yes, and there was a huge breadcrumb. I don't know if you saw it or not, but there's a huge breadcrumb in the Siege of Mandalore arc for Solo, but we'll get to that later. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah, no, I saw that. <laughs> okay. Because uh, at first I didn't know who that was, but I'm like, oh, oh. No, well, I noticed the first guy, and I was like, oh, hey, it's one of those guys. And then I noticed the other guy, and I was like, ah! Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so... I had, to, I had to pause it, by the way. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um. So, yeah, he says that Crimson Dawn, if you cannot, you know, control this, you can, if you're not, if you cannot control these spices, if you can't control this little thing we got going for you, we will gladly take over your operation. <laughs> uh, so he's clearly, you know, I don't know if he found it or not, but he he's very much the head of Crimson Dawn right now. And, you know, Soka finds out that he's on uh, Mandalore. So eventually they do escape. Uh, and, you know, Trace gets her ship, Rafa gets her relationship with Trace fixed or whatever. 
and they are meted by Bo-Katan and Ursa and saying, you know, hey, you remember me, right? I kidnapped you and your, like, fake boyfriend that one time on the snow planet. <laughs> cool. Thanks. And we, uh, we, we need some help. We got a common enemy. And so Ahsoka, though, like, Maul really isn't her enemy. They're very, they have a weird... Like, he never had met her until yeah. the siege. Oh, yeah. No, he didn't know who the hell she was. No. Uh, I mean, she knew who he was just because of... Because his reputation precedes him. Yeah. <laughs> Our boy uh, drama. Oh, for sure. So, like, you knew, you know, she knew him, but he did not know who the hell she was. Uh, so it's very funny because, um, sorry, my cat was playing with the toy. I got a new cat, guys. <laughs> I heard it meowing earlier. Oh, did you? Yeah, meow. Oh, sorry. So if you're a meowing, that's just my cat. So anyway, uh, you know, it's, so they finally leave and that's the end of the arc. Yeah. We don't know what the hell happens with Trace and Rafa. No. Like, are they going to be in future stories? Are these just, like, one-and-done characters? Like, if you could, I guess, if you could put them somewhere else in the universe, where would you want to put them after this? Um, They're very young. Yes. So I could see them in early Rebels. Do you think they would help the Rebellion, or do you think they would be like, no, we're gonna save our own skin and just, you know, stick with us? I think they'd be more, I think they'd be more gray. But, like, if, if helping the Rebellion is helping me, then sure. But, but, but also, you know, they might, I mean, they might be a little bit more inclined to, I think it would be like a Han Solo kind of situation. Whoever, whoever has the most money will help out. Yeah, but then, but then it would, they'd be more inclined to help just because, like, I don't know, some conscious little bit of a conscience kind of thing okay okay yeah okay i can see that for sure yeah um so overall where do you place this arc Oof. Uh, like, a, like like one to ten kind of thing yeah like a like a five okay good 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 world building Good, good world building. Really great world building. Great, okay. great callbacks. Nice Easter eggs. I understand what they were doing, and just yeah, just wasn't wasn't planned very well. Okay. It didn't. It didn't the iteration of it wasn't great. Yeah, I can. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it like a a five as well, maybe five point five, but all the same reasons for you basically and just the fact that we got more ahsoka yeah no it's like the saving grace of the whole thing that's never a bad thing yeah um so all right so final thoughts on this arc uh you could skip it and you'd be fine <laughs> but yeah okay that's fair it's, yeah it's... you don't really have to know anything before going into the mandalorian arc to yeah. watch this no, i mean you you assume you assume Ahsoka winds her babe back to the Clone Wars somehow. 
and uh, yeah. the way it happened really wasn't that interesting. Yeah, it you know we could have done without it. Sure, we could have done with like for example maybe the Crystal Crisis arc, which is the one where uh, Grievous is on Utapau mm-hmm. and they're stealing a Kyber crystal. It's a very good arc, very fun. Uh, but you know I'm not mad at this arc. I'm just you know maybe questioning a few things about it. With with so few episodes and possibly none ever again, it it, it just it falls flat. Yeah, that's a very fair statement, and I think we should run with that. Yep. Yeah, it's fair. Um, so that wraps us up for that arc, guys. Uh, you know, it's it's it was very much a love it or hate it arc. There was no in between. Uh, so just let us know what you thought about that arc as well, uh, because we're going to be talking about the Siege of Mandalore coming up. It is the final four episodes uh tears will happen uh you know for those who haven't seen it yet tears will happen oh yeah you will cheer you will scream your your mouth will be agape uh and all that stuff so uh we're going to be talking about like i said the siege of mandalore arc in just a moment but until then uh we gotta go to a commercial so yeah oh excuse me i burped (laughs) uh but anyway uh yeah, so we're going to go commercial, and then we're going to be back in just a few moments. So stick with us. Okay, bye-bye. Recently on the Heroes Podcast Network, Kaiju Curry House. Because I'm just wondering, are Pokemon Kaiju? They are pocket monsters. They are pocket monsters, Paul. They're, pocket, they're monsters, yeah, aren't they? They're, they're, um, just, so... they are yokai, officially. Yokai. Yeah, so... Um, What's like... a yokai? Screen Heroes. If the MCU gets that, then I really think that Space Jam needs to be part of the DCEU. Yes! Okay, because... <laughs> they have a big Marvel versus DC crossover when Air Bud takes on Space Jam. Man, we should write for these companies. <laughs> That's what it comes, it's Air Bud versus Bugs Bunny. That's, That's what it's right. all come down to. One-on-one. Yes, done. All right. And then, like, at the end, it's Galactus versus LeBron James. And Squirrel Girl wins. <laughs> Red shirts and runabouts. Something we've talked about before and other people have, but there's, there's so much of real life history involved with Star Trek from Gene Roddenberry's days, his time in the military as, a, as on, on a bomber pilot, as a bomber crewman, you know, James Doohan serving, all these people and all these real life events that have impacted things. That's very realistic of political and military leaders kind of resigning in protest at a decision they can't control. Subscribe today at heroespodcast.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podcast Addict, and more. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. Hooray. Commercials are fun. <laughs> uh, so... As you uh, have heard before, we're doing uh, both of the uh, final arcs in the Clone Wars in one big episode for you guys. We just finished uh, the um, 
what we call it, the Spice Girls arc. And we had thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. And we, yeah, we agree that we, we didn't like it that much. You know, it was yeah. a bit boring. It's not terrible. It would have been fine in, like, other, I don't know, other seasons, in a season longer. It's just, it felt like wasted space. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yep. <laughs> yeah. But it, it moved the plot. It got us where we needed to go. It was just kind of a convoluted way to get there. So, there yes. Go. And for this part, we're actually recording this on May the 4th. So we're recording this on Monday yeah. since that's when the uh, final episode dropped. And I mean, might as well give you a little bit of uh, May the 4th news that just popped out. Uh, so Mattel is releasing four new dolls in their high Star Wars couture uh, line. One being Rey, the other being C-3PO, a Stormtrooper, and then Chewbacca. They all look very, very cute. Oh, I love the Rey. So beautiful. The Rey is beautiful. I, I do find it a little bland, but I like. I mean, how do see? You... I think she kind of looks like a Greek goddess. I was gonna say it looks very Greek goddess, but you know, like okay, that's. I'm very much here for fine. it. I love it. It's and the fine. C-3PO one looks like a like '70s like roller rink disco, and I love it. Uh, yeah, I do kind of wish they went with her gray outfit instead of the white. So it didn't venture so much into the Grecian goddess thing. It's very, very oh, pretty. Well, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I love Chewbacca is fantastic. It's a lot. <laughs> I love it so much. The fur hat is like, what is happening? Yeah. No, it's great. What is this? Stormtrooper looks great. They are, they're they're all they're all great. If I had very cute. all the monies, I would buy all the Barbie dolls. Yeah, they're a hundred bucks each. Oh, so, I mean, if you got that kind of money, go ahead and drop it on a doll. Right? Stimulus check. Here we come. Right. Uh, and then we also got news that uh, the Academy Award-winning director Taika Waititi is going to direct and co-write a new Star Wars feature film for theatrical release. So excited. He is such a fantastic fit in the Star Wars family. You know, he was great with The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Um, he's just... He's, he he knows how to do action. He knows how to do tension. He knows how to do humor. It it fits so well. It's gonna. It, I can't wait for it. Uh, and it's also uh, gonna be co-written by a Academy Award nominee, uh, Christy Wilson Kearns. Uh, so it's it's great to get some more female writers on the team too. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, just another like little tidbit. Uh, we got more news on the Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Looks very cute. Which is episodes one through nine. Uh, they've been basically reworked from the ground up. You can go to any episode or any uh, yeah episode you want to. So it's not, you know, you have to play through one through nine consecutively. You can go mix and match, whatever. There's over 500 characters to Jeez. play as. That's crazy. And... Apparently there's a bunch of like background characters that are going to be playable and a few surprises, so I'm wondering who it's going to be. And I'm very happy to see who it's going to be. I think it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Lego yeah. Star Wars is always a, it's always a good time. So uh, that's happening. And then also uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order got an update for some DLC. New cosmetics, new yeah. uh, game modes. Surprise Nothing update. in the way of story, but... Eh, content you know. content. Yeah. So that's, I mean, there's more happening right now as we speak, but obviously, you know, when we record, we won't know what's going on. Uh, I know Sideshow's releasing a few new things and stuff like that, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, but let's let's talk uh, The Siege of Mandalore. Let's do it. Let's, let's talk it. Um, this is the 
four episodes. These are the four episodes that fans were waiting for. Yes. And, you know, patiently waiting throughout the whole entire, you know, season. And our patience paid off. Oh my goodness. It was so good. Like, okay, let's start. Let's just start with um, the first episode because that one's, I think, one of the most emotional ones. Like, this whole arc is very emotional, but this one really kind of hits home when you think about it. There's some, there's a, there's a couple moments that are really, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, let's start out with the fact that, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan are on the battlefield together. Again, that's very, we like seeing that. It's a great thing to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, but this whole sequence, you get, I think some of the best Star Wars music that has come out of the Clone Wars. Oh, the music for these last four episodes? Yeah, I mean, the music in general for this whole season was great, but, like, these last four episodes really just hit home. Yeah. Uh, the... Oh, what is it? It's... So, it's, like, this the Star Wars fanfare, basically, playing. And I want to petition Kevin Kiner, who did the uh, music series for this and Rebels, yeah. uh, to just, like, do the music for the movies now. I think he would be a fantastic protege for John Williams. Oh, for sure. Like, amazing. Yeah. Just them working together would be very interesting. Yeah. Um, I I absolutely love this music, and especially the last two episodes, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the last two episodes had some great, great music and great callbacks, and just, ugh, loved it. Um, so, yeah, this whole, you know, episode is basically leading up to Anakin seeing Ahsoka again and I mean how did you feel about this episode I liked it a lot um I really liked it there were some really kind of like the moments we've been waiting for uh I loved I liked the interactions um I think that we were hearing from Obi-Wan uh there's this one bit where Obi-Wan talks about how he won't let his feelings cloud his judgment and I was like oh wow really yeah, right. That that where we're going with this? <laughs> yeah, where uh, Bo-Katan's like, you know, or do you not love my sister anymore? And he's like, oh no, I still cared for her, but I can't let my feelings dictate what's going to happen. Mm, yes. Anakin! <laughs> yeah. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. Just a side, like, you know, side-eye to Anakin. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> and he listens so well, like he does to, you know, so many things. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I kind of liked that Ahsoka was, it wasn't necessarily brash with Anakin when first meeting him again, but like, she's like, we don't have time for this right now. We can catch up later. Like it wasn't the reunion I think fans were kind of hoping for with hugs and, you know, how, you know, long embraces. Like it, it was quick and short. But see, that felt appropriate to me. I agree. I, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, I feel like she, she I feel like she treated him the way I expected her to. Oh, for sure. Uh, like, I mean, to be honest, like, if, you know, if what she went through happened to me too, I'd be like, alright, well, sup. Yeah. Well, and she, <laughs> she's overall jaded with all the Jedi, as she should be. Yeah. It, yeah, makes sense. Um... But this whole episode was great. Uh, I loved 
Kenobi's line of him saying, uh, you know, best to capture them all because he doesn't like to stay dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's very snarky of you, sir. Everyone said you were really hard to kill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh boy, that's sure. Um, and then obviously everything's interrupted when they find out that the Chancellor has been kidnapped and basically Revenge of the Sith is happening. Yes, and it's it's so weird to be thrown into those events knowing what happens, knowing how it goes down from an outsider perspective. Like, if you rewatch Revenge of the Sith now, knowing what's happening in the background, it makes that whole, it makes it a, basically almost a new movie. Yeah, it makes it very interesting. I actually thought about that earlier. I'm like, I want to go back and rewatch Revenge of the Sith now. I rewatched bits and pieces of it that lined up with the Clone Wars, and like just thinking like, oh, Ahsoka's off on Mandalore doing this right now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's very surreal, I guess would be a, a word to use. <sighs> So, yeah, watching Revenge of the Sith, knowing that, like I said, Ahsoka is on Mandalore, you know, and taking part of a fucking siege is like, this is, this is, this makes this movie so much better now. Yeah. Well, it's, there's all these huge events that are happening and we're, yes. we're not a part of it in the movie and it's, it's weird. I kind of want to go back and watch Mandalore as a movie. It feels, I don't know, it feels almost more interesting. Yeah, I can, uh, yeah. I mean, I think after this whole quarantine is over, I would love it if they showed all these four episodes, like, consecutively in a theater as, like, a big movie. That would be amazing. Uh, but, so, they go to the Siege of Mandalore, and did you notice a certain music cue that a bunch of fans picked up on? Um, probably, but I'm not thinking about it right now. So, when they're being attacked by the ground forces... Almost the iconic music from uh, the opening of the Battle of Coruscant plays. So fans are kind of like, oh, this is lining up with the Battle of Coruscant. It's like right now when the Battle of Coruscant is happening, Ahsoka is, you know, on those ships landing on Mandalore. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool thing. Like, I just, I mean, I hope everyone can tell that we love this arc a lot better than the previous arc. So we're going to talk about it a lot. So, what did you think about um, when the Clone Troopers came out with the Ahsoka band? Um, I mean, we have already seen that when Dave Filoni teased it as an animatic, you know, years ago, but I still bawled. Oh, I chills. It was so good. It was, you know, it was so beautifully done, and, you know, Ahsoka's like, you know, well, they shouldn't salute me, it's, and, you know, Anakin's saying, well, it's, you know, it's a form of, of pride and, you know, yeah. leadership and respect, and I'm just like, this is so good. I I just to, just to see what the lights went off down here. What the hell? And they're back. What is happening? <laughs> you got a ghost. <laughs> it's the four spirit of Palpatine. He's with you. That was weird. Uh, anyway, uh, just to we're gonna keep that part in. I don't care. <laughs> just to see to see how much respect and love that they have for her knowing what's coming and what's coming really fast yeah dave filoni's kind of a douchebag when he plays with your emotions like this he should be working for pixar like it's it's rough yeah um yeah that's it was a beautiful scene uh also you know when anakin gives her her lightsabers back yeah what right back right after asoka tells him like it is about palpatine (laughs) yeah and he's like, you know, here, I made these, you know, I made improvements, and it's the Blue Blades. She it's has Blue Blades now. Blades. I love it. And 
you know, it shows a sign of respect, you know, for him to her because he kept those for that long. Like, he, you know, kept those and hoped that he would see her again and hope that he could give them back to her. And that's, like, just really, really sweet and very, very sad. Yeah. It's oh. sweet and sad. It's crazy how, how fast it goes downhill from there. Oh, yeah. Basically, after, you know, her duel with Maul, everything is downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, so they land and we actually get, uh, a, a preview of two characters, uh, one that was first seen in Rebels and the other seen in the, uh, Sons of Dathomir arc, uh, the comic book and, uh, uh, Gar Saxon is there who challenges Sabine to a duel in Rebels. It's the same guy. Mm. Obviously much older in Rebels. Yeah. Uh, but... It's fun seeing him there, uh, because, you know, we kind of wondered where he would be, because, you know, we saw him in the Son of Dathomir arc in the comic book, but we didn't know if he'd be really participating in this, and of course he does. Uh, so, you know, they, they land, they take the city, and then, uh, they go through these, uh, I guess, what they're called, the sewers, right? I mean, I guess that's what it was. I didn't really yeah. get... I mean, I, I knew they were underground or something, but I didn't... It's like sewers or underground or something like that, and then uh, they find Maul. Yeah. Uh, and he's very pissed off that Ahsoka is here and not Obi-Wan. He's like, who the hell are you, and why did they send you? Right? Like, who the... Who... Who is this? Who... Why are you orange? Who is... Why are you so orange, girl? <laughs> why are you so orange, girl? Uh, that's a Drag Race reference, everyone, if anyone else uh, catches on to that, by the way. <laughs> uh, girl, why you look so fucking orange? <laughs> uh, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so, yeah, he's very upset that Kenobi's not there. Uh, and let's just talk about Maul just for a second in this arc. Okay. Because okay. I knew he was going to be in, you know, one or two episodes, but I didn't realize, like, how big of a player he was yeah, going to be. Yeah, no, he has a very heavy presence. Like, uh, this is this is as much his arc as it is Ahsoka's. Well, it's funny because did you see it's on Twitter where fans are like, um, why is Maul in this animated series? Like he died. I'm like, oh, speedy. Oh, oh honey, catch up. Catch yeah. Up. <laughs> and like, this isn't real, right? I'm like, no, it's canon. Deal with it. <laughs> how oh. did you How did you miss the return of Maul? I mean, I guess I didn't see Solo either. Yeah, it's very funny. To still see people go like, why is Maul back? It's like, where have you been? Oh dear. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, and when you think about it, Maul and Ahsoka, at this point in their lives, are kind of cut from the same cloth. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They've, because they've both felt like they've kind of been betrayed. They've both been abandoned. Order. Oh, they've yeah. abandoned. Yeah. Uh, they're both, I don't want to say kindred spirits, but... They're both trying to survive. Yes, and they are both, like I said, they're, they, 
the parallels between them are significant. And I get that's why Dave had Maul be the one to fight her. Uh, and what a battle. Oh boy. What a battle. Like the fact that they had Ray Park come back to do the motion capture. And it shows. Yeah. Like, you know, they did great fights in the Clone Wars in seasons one through six without the motion capture. But that motion capture adds just, you know, a little bit of oomph. Yeah. And, you know, he is, like, when he goes off about Sidious's grand plan and how he, he knows he knows something's going down, but he doesn't know what exactly what it is because he wasn't privy to that and how, how betrayed he still is by all of that. Yeah. His, the, the voice acting is so incredible. Oh, Sam Witwer did an amazing job. Such a fantastic job. Just throughout these last four episodes, his voice acting is phenomenal. But then I also have to give a quick shout out to Lauren Mary Kim, who also did. So Ahsoka was also mo-capped as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So they had to find someone that could, you know, stand up to Ray Park's moves. And uh, Lauren Mary Kim is also the stunt double for... uh, the armorer and the Mandalorian, so she did the fight scene in that one as well. Oh, so cool. Yeah, so she's had her hands in Star Wars for a little bit, and a huge shout out to both of them. Uh, Lauren Mary Kim did an amazing job fighting as Ahsoka, and uh, you know, obviously Ray Park is Ray Park, so yeah. <laughs> you can't get much more Maul than him. No. So it was great to see him reprise Maul one more time. Is the last time? I don't know, but I hope not. Uh, so this whole fight was just like it reminded me a lot of the prequel fights. It was very fast, lots of flips, lots oh, of kicks. Prequel. Lots of lots of anybody could fall at any kind of moment sort of thing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like that was one of the th- one things that I thought was that was lacking in the sequel trilogy were the fights. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. wasn't as dynamic and big yeah. as the prequels. They were more, I want to say they were more on a personal level. They were, a, like, a closer, more more tight-in kind of filming. Uh, okay, I can see that. You got more of the emotional conflict between Kylo and Rey. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the differences we're seeing. I can, it it makes sense, but it's just, you know, I would like to see a little bit more from the sequels. But anyway, uh, yeah, this whole fight was great. The music was great during it. I loved seeing, there was that one shot where the glass breaks and they do kind of like a circle pan around Maul and Ahsoka. Yeah. That was the best shot of the series. It was beautiful. Absolutely stunning animation. Like the lighting crews for this one, the sound effects crews, the animators, they really like took their game and multiplied it by 10. Oh yeah. And then probably like divided that by like 17. Because it was amazing. I, I loved I was absolutely stunned into silence at how beautiful the animation looked. Oh, for sure. And I love the dialogue between them too because I loved that Maul knew what Anakin was going to become. Oh yeah. And he's And like- this he it kind of makes Rebels different now. Oh, yeah. And he has this idea that I think he sees them, like you were, like you were saying, that kind of cut from the same cloth almost. Like, they're, they're orphans of the people who brought them up. 
the people, uh, you know, the people they trusted. Um, and he, fe I almost feel like he's, <sighs> he thinks that the only way they can survive is with each other. Oh, for sure. Like it doesn't, put everything else aside, it doesn't matter. If we want to survive the shit that's going down in the entire galaxy right now, we have to do it together. And Ahsoka was going to join him, like, fully. Yeah. Uh, and then she asked, you know, what do you want with Anakin? And he wanted Anakin there to snuff out Anakin and Obi-Wan at the same time so he could regain his place by his master. Yeah. He knew what Anakin was going to become. And he, when he told her, obviously she didn't believe him. Of course not. But that makes, you know her i don't know if it's denial that you see her in rebels if she still doesn't know who vader really is or if she you know has that in the back of her mind for this whole entire time you know all these years yeah but you know he didn't lie he told her the truth and she didn't believe it or she didn't want to I mean, why you know just well just like luke <laughs> why would you want to believe that about someone you care about exactly hypothetically care about uh and so you know, they have this huge battle, uh, and eventually it leads up to, like, the part, the d top dome part, I guess, is what yeah. you call it. And, uh, it was, that was really cool. A lot of fans were kind of pissed that he didn't, like, cut off both the, the beams and just said goodbye, but. Because I don't think he wanted to. Yeah, like, he, he likes he to really, taunt her. He likes to taunt. He wanted to give her, I think, a chance. Um. <laughs> it was another great Star Wars join me and we'll rule the galaxy together moment. <laughs> yeah. Those are always very fun and you know, doesn't work out for him and he loses to her and yeah. I his last like basically people begging for him to kill him. Oh. He's, you know, yelling and screaming bloody murder for the clones to or Soka to kill him, oh, and he's saying that everyone is going to die in this fire. We're all going to burn. We're all yeah. going to die. And I was like, Whoa, chills. That was super dark, and apparently it was like a last minute thing they added in as well. Yeah, that, it just so much emotion in in his voice. It was very, very good. Very. Yeah, it's kind of funny how these four episodes had some of the best writing, and the previous arc. The Spice Girls arc really the writing wasn't the best, no. but it was still written by like I'm pretty sure all of them were written by Dave. It's so funny. It, 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 like I said, you know, earlier in this episode, it's just such a bipolar TV series. Sometimes, right? You're like, how did these two moments come out of the same season? Just a few episodes from each other. It's very, very strange. Yeah, but um, um, let's uh, let's backtrack a second for some uh, interesting little Easter eggs. Um, I'm sure several people noticed. Um, there, uh, right when we we come back to Maul and he is he's talking with the syndicate. They're you know they're on the holopads, um, and they're basically going into hiding. There's two great Easter eggs there. Yes, talk about them, please. Yes. So you you one you'll notice is a Phileen, who if you were a big fan of the early EU stuff, um, was. Uh, one of like the big crime bosses, which was Prince Shizor, who wore these really cool lizard, almost like lizard, like humanoid alien people. With like samurai ponytails. With samurai ponytails, yeah. And a very, very 
cool kind of yeah i guess they're uh, like middle east asian inspired wear but i don't know they're very very interesting very interesting species very interesting arc with them uh in the eu and it is not prince shizor no it is not no but it is it, it, that's probably as close as we'll get to him so that was pretty cool and then of course over on the opposite side of him was it was dryden, dryden Voss. Voss. yeah <laughs> so that was pretty cool so we get to we get to see you know like these legends of 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 extra content uh, from uh, Solo and from uh, EU, or uh, coming back, uh, you know, making a, making their first appearances basically would be their first oh, yeah. full appearances. So that was very cool. Those were two very very fun cameos in there. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those you know blink and you'll miss it kind of cameos too. So. Yeah. Uh, both you and I had to go back and rewatch it. We're like, wait a minute. Was that well, who we thought that was? So I saw the Feline and I was like, there's no way that's Shizor, but that's really cool. And so I paused it and that's when I noticed Dryden. Yeah, it's it's very kind of like, it's, you know, again, that solo connection. They want to keep it strong. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, I mean, you know, Solo was a fantastic, un, really underrated, fun movie. Oh, agreed. And it dropped a lot of canon. It did, and I like how they still play with it, and it's very fun for them to, you know, include it, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically Maul is captured, and this is the episode when I knew it was going to hurt almost the most, which is the Order 66 episode. Oh, my God. And, you know, what's interesting is because there there was this, this calmness. Do you notice that? Yes. This very, very calmness before it happened. I, I just kept thinking, like, this is right before, like, when you're outside, right before a storm comes in. It was eerie. It was almost eerie. It was very, it, yeah. Um, again, Kevin Kiner with that music and yeah. Dave Filoni with the, you know, executive directing and, you know. It was, there was a fantastic use of silence in this episode. Oh, for sure. I really appreciated that. Um, it was, you know, the, the force visions that, 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 you know, that overwhelming feeling of what's happening, the way it hit her. It was really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, I loved also, can we talk about how Maul is just, like, imprisoned in this, like, cube? Oh, my God. <laughs> the Maul cube. It's very good. Um, it's very cool. And I love, you know, the little moment between Bo, Katan, and Ahsoka, you know. Yes. Aww. With them parting ways. Uh, you know, and Bo has Mandalore now. Yeah. And, you know, we, we pick up her story again in Rebels, but, you know, right now she has Mandalore to deal with, and, you know, it's a great way to see her off, because we know kind of what happens with her in Rebels, but still, it's a nice, you know, little send-off for her. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, I did not realize that Order 66 for Ahsoka was going to take place on a fucking ship. Well, because it's a bit of a retcon. Um, because in the book, she's still a Mandalore. That's what I thought. When Order 66 goes down. Yeah, she's still a Mandalore. So that's actually a retcon. Um, but it works. It oh, for sure it works. I like it. I like it a lot. It almost makes it even more terrifying because you're on a ship full of clones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah. So, uh... 
think uh, what really hit struck me, you know, first in this whole sequence of events that started to happen was how I felt like maybe, I mean, maybe that's not what was happening, but how Rex was almost fighting the programming from the very beginning. Like, from when he gets the transmission, or? Yeah. From, like, the, oh, for the, sure. That switches on. It's like he's physically fighting that earth. Did you not see the tear come down his face? Oh, I missed that. I, I saw him clutch something, and, like. Yeah, no. When he pulled out his guns, a tear comes down his face. Oh, no, I missed yeah. that. Yeah. So Which, to by the way, if you go look at the Star Wars memes right now, it's very, very funny. Uh, because, you know, there's the meme of, of Rex with the tear saying, you know, you know, run, find fives. And then there's a picture of Cody down below, and there's some, I think it's like, uh, uh, I can't remember what show he's on, but what's the show that Danny DeVito's on right now? Like, Philadelphia something, right? Oh, it's always sunny in Philly? Yeah, that one. And it's the <laughs> meme of him, like, with the two guns, and it's like, and I, then I started blasting, and it's just Cody. And that's, yeah, Cody had, like, no remorse. He's like, alright, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> Rex, like, Rex was the one clone that I think fought it the most. Everyone else just, like, was like, okay, they die. Yeah. No, it was like, it was like an absolute light switch in them. It, it just... Yeah, but it's very funny to see that meme where Cody's just like, kill them all, and Rex is like, I can't do this. Yeah, that is pretty funny. It's very, very funny. But yeah, so Rex has a tear streaming down his face, and he tells Ahsoka to go find Fives, and he carries out the order. He tries to kill her. Yeah. A lot of a lot of fans didn't think that, you know, they would have him do that, but he shot at her a number of times. He tried to kill her. Yeah, no, he got, you know, he went through with it. Um, and I, by the way, the music that plays when oh, she's I being know. attacked, it's the Anakin's Dark Deeds on the episode three soundtrack. And I was just like, oh my God, I was having, I cried and I had chills. Yeah. I think it was especially chilling and heartbreaking after after that conversation that Ahsoka and Rex had had. Yes. About how, yeah, like how they, he almost regrets the war. He wished there wasn't a war. You know, but the politics behind war and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But fully realizes it and acknowledges that he and his brothers wouldn't exist if it weren't for the war. And then Ahsoka says she wouldn't have had, you know, a great friend. I'm like, <laughs> okay. No. I was like, oh man, if you die, <laughs> I'm gonna... Right? Gonna like, live. oh. <laughs> oh no. Uh, and we didn't even talk about, real quick, the fact that they cut in uh, the episode three dialogue from the Chancellor's office attack. Oh yeah, wasn't that great? Uh, and then I liked how Matt Lanter, who voices Anakin in the Clone Wars, he redubbed some of Hayden's lines, so it was his voice on top of Hayden's voice. Yeah, it's and it was so seamless. Yeah, as like an echoey kind of thing, but it was very cool to hear, you know, Ian McDermott again, you know, saying unlimited power. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was a nice little fun uh, callback to episode three. And so, yeah, so Order 66 happens, and Rex still has his chip in there, and so... Ahsoka, you know, fights like hell to try and get it out of him, and finally, you know, succeeds. But it, it she takes, you know, it's it's rough. That was a, I mean, that was an insurmountable fight. I, how do you, oh, for sure. How do you fight an entire an entire destroyer worth of troopers who are literally all against you? Who are you send Maul out to do the chaos? Right. Oh my god. <laughs> which like, I think his hallway scene kind of beats Vader's in Rogue One. It was pretty awesome. 
Like, he cut someone in half with a panel. He cut someone's arm off by using a door. Like... Good at chaos. And that's all without a lightsaber, mind you. This is all just him using, like, his pure, like, rage and force energy. Give me a chance. And I was like, oh, come on, you don't need a saber. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're fine, sir. At one point, I thought she was going to give him one of her sabers, but... I thought so, too. I think it was meant to seem that way but i think the full carnage was way better than seeing him with a lightsaber because i think with a lightsaber it almost would have been overkill oh yeah if that makes sense oh, he would have just taken over the ship <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so she sends out maul to do some chaos and cause a distraction which works beautifully and she finally gets rex alone stuns him takes him to a med unit to try and remove the chip oh the droids were so good they, yeah there's uh there's gg there's cheap cheap and then there's R7. I have such a soft spot for droids. And Cheap Cheap was voiced by Dave Filoni. Aw. I know, so he got one little... Because he's also voiced Chopper, too. Yeah. So giving him be another droid was very fun. Uh, But I also love the callback to Rogue One when Ahsoka says, you know, I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. Oh, I know. Because once she started saying that, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. That was so good. It was so good. there's a lot of stuff in these episodes that have to do with the movies, and it's it's it was such gr- great Easter eggs for us fans because yeah. I freaked out when she started saying that. Yeah, and she found the chip, got the chip out. Uh, you know, Rex is like, "Hey, sorry," <laughs> like kind of, he's very kind of nonchalant about it. Yeah, well, but I he's think... also like kind of just dazed and confused too. I think. Yeah, and I think there's a lot happening. That he's trying to process a lot. (laughs) Uh, no, I I agree. And so then they have to try to make it off the ship. Yes, and this is this is the last episode that we're coming up on. Uh, it's called Victory and Death, and there is victory and there is death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Maul takes out the hyperdrive reactor so the whole ship basically blows up in orbit in in hyperspace yeah it's really cool that was like it's really really cool i was was thinking like in a in a real life situation if any of that were realistic how incredibly terrifying that would be to happen oh uh, yeah you just i would be just like in the corner going all right well we're gonna die goodbye i so i mean and the destroyer is yanked out of hyperspace and it can, it's just smoldering and it's got debris it's so beautiful though it's gorgeous animation very cool very very frightening to look at yes and those are always my favorite destroyers i love the vander star destroyers They're and so you know to see it you know we've seen them break apart and be destroyed before in the clone wars but nothing like this not like this it's a very very unique thing yes and so they get caught in the moon's uh gravitational pull and so they're like, well, we gotta skedaddle. Yeah, so they're trying to get out because the, the destroyer's going down. There's, there's literally nothing you can do to save it. It's falling Oh, apart. for sure. Yeah, it's your SOL. Atmosphere. Yeah. So they're trying to get out, and everybody's against them. And they they, they pull the old, the, um, I've got this prisoner. Yes, which is very, like, hello, kind sir, I have a prisoner here. I'm no. going to take them to the prison. And, you know, it was, uh, it's logical Oh yeah, you know, like it was totally logical. He Rex was right. She's not a Jedi. No, yeah, it it. I was thinking about that too. I'm like, oh, 
that does make sense. Like that's a loophole that's technically correct. And I kept like there was part of me that really, really wanted them to be like, huh, okay, sure, right, <laughs> okay, never mind. Like that like, would okay. somehow override their urge to destroy her. I really wanted that to happen so that it would just be like Ahsoka and Rex and the 501st somehow escape Order 66 and go on, you know, their own little adventures secretly <laughs> in the background. Right. Everything else that is happening in the galaxy. Oh, so, okay, well, I'm just going to take this one away now. Goodbye. That would have been so nice. <laughs> that would have been, but also like <clears throat> kind of still semi-anticlimactic. Yeah. That's, that would, because... that's, that's going to be my little fan fiction. Yes. uh but yeah so you know they're like you know jesse is like okay well nope now you're under arrest because it's treason that you're not shooting her right now so they all open fire and ahsoka before asked rex to stun uh put his blasters to stun because she didn't want to kill any of them like even these troopers who are trying to murder her and rex Mm -hmm. she still has that hope and that goodness in her saying you know, I know it's not their fault. Yeah. Well, there was a like they very, sh- they very, should not die because of this. Yeah, that very touching moment. Right before they actually went out and pulled the prisoner shenanigans, um, where they're talking about that, and Rex is like, you know, basically like, forget them. Yeah, they're, they don't care. They don't care. They literally don't care. They are programmed to kill you. I've been there. I was there just five minutes ago. I know what they're thinking. You can't stop them. This is all. This is all or nothing, it's us or them, and she's like, no, it's not. You know, I love these people. These people are my family. I'm not going yeah. to kill them if I don't have to. And, and, and you know, when she, she took off his uh, helmet and said, you know, you're a good, you're a good soldier, Rex. And he's crying, and I was crying so much, and I'm crying now. <laughs> it's, it's a rough episode. Yeah. Like, it's, it's rough, but in a good way. Uh, that didn't sound sexual at all. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I just thought about that. I'm like, oh, that was out loud. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so they do the whole kind of bait and switch thing with, uh, the prisoner, which clearly does not work to their advantage. So, you know, they start firing as a firefight and, uh, you know, she notices Maul trying to hijack their ride, (laughs) which that's not very nice. Yeah. And he's like, Yo, this is what you wanted. You wanted chaos. Here you go. He literally goes, "Yeah, here's your chaos. Now take it." And throws all these uh, crates at her. And I, there's a bit of music in there that I absolutely love. Where there's actually two bits of mu- there's three bits of music in this whole thing that I love. One is when the hangar door is open and you see the planet, because that music very much is giving me like Blade Runner vibes. Oh, yeah. No, that was very Blade Runner. You're right. That's a good comparison. Uh, the music when she tries to stop Maul because it's a mix of the Force theme and her theme, and it's really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. And then also, at the very end, when she has all the helmets of the clones on the spikes. Oh, that music was so good. It reminded me a lot of Blade Runner again. Which is, you know, I mean, that's John Williams, so I can see him taking influence from other Williams' work. It's Did John Williams do that? I'm almost positive. Did he do Blade Runner? Uh, hang on. I didn't think he did. I thought he did. Maybe I'm thinking of... 
wait, maybe that was um, Puppet's Face. No, the music was by someone named Vangelis. Yeah. I could have sworn. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's the guy who did the original score for Blade Runner, but it sounded very Never much mind. like Blade Runner music. It was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Good influence no matter what. Yes. Uh, so, but yeah, so uh, eventually uh, Ahsoka has, you know, she cuts the floor out of her and Rex, which again, a great musical cue right there. She and they drop down below. She always does really cool, interesting things with her lightsabers. She does. Uh, and sadly, the clones destroy the droids so they can, you know. Oh my god, I was like, no, but there was no way. That was rough. I'm like, why am I sad about this? Why, why am I sad? Because they're the dogs of the Star Wars universe. They are, and they just, like, just blew their faces off, basically. Yeah. I, I, I knew that there was no way that the droids were going to survive. Oh, no, for sure. Uh, so, eventually, they find a, a Y-Wing that is dry-docked that they can take. And, you know, the Rex is being shot at. He takes a few shots. Ahsoka takes a few shots in her. And, you know, eventually, they break off. Uh, the ship is breaking apart. She gets Ahsoka, out. Ahsoka gets flung out. Yeah, she's just literally flying amongst the debris yeah she's free falling rex is at least like in a y-wing starting it up and stuff but she's just like goodbye yeah there are a couple of moments where i thought there's no way she's gonna make it well i mean obviously we know she was gonna make it because of rebels but i'm like how is she going to make it i meant like she wasn't gonna make it into the ship oh gotcha okay i'm like but we know she's alive or that i thought he in trying to, in, in continuously trying to get back and get her into the ship was going to get hit by debris or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But she makes it. She makes it in. They make it in. They pull away from the ship. And Yes, the ship explodes. It crash lands. Crash lands. And basically from them leaving or getting blown out of the ship to the very credits, there's not a single piece of dialogue spoken. Nothing. It's not the last piece of dialogue we hear is the uh, like the captain and the lieutenant in the ship saying it's going to break apart and then they die. So yeah. actually the last line spoken in this series is by D. Bradley Baker, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Uh, so unless you count some suspicious breathing, which we'll talk about in a second. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we see Ahsoka in this like gray cloak. And there's all these clones. Their helmets are on a spike. These are the dead clones that she did not want to kill. Yep, she's sitting amongst a graveyard. And she drops her saber. Purposely. Do you think that she dropped it to indicate that, oh, she died as well? Or do you think she dropped it for another reason? Oh, no, I think she dropped it as a breadcrumb. Yeah. To be like, if anyone finds this, I'm dead. I think I think she left it as a breadcrumb. It's I think it's she wanted people to know that she was involved in the burials. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I kind of thought that she was dropping it to think to make them think like she died in the crash. No, I don't think so. I think she left okay. it on purpose. I think she absolutely left it on purpose to be found. Like as a sign, like hey, I'm alive. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what do you guys think? Who's listening? Uh, Tweet us at Echo Station Cast and let us know what you guys thought of the symbolism of her dropping her lightsaber. So let us know. 
uh, but yeah, she's staring. She's standing amongst you know the mass grave of clones. She drops her lightsaber. But she and which, X have just done. Have just buried them all. They just buried. Yes. <coughs> By the way, did you so notice that she's all in gray, right? Yeah. And when we last see Ahsoka, she's all in white. Do you think it's a Gandalf parallel? I was gonna be like, well, Ahsoka the white. <laughs> I mean, she's Ahsoka the Grey right there, and then she becomes Ahsoka the White. Yes, I've seen I've seen a parallel to that before. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, and there's a staff involved in the very end. I'm just there's a saying. Hey, Ray did it too. That yes, I mean, it, oh oh, I didn't think about that. Oh oh boy, yeah. Ray the White. There's lots of Lord of the Rings parallels in here, guys. Watch out. <laughs> uh, so you know, yeah, they you know presumably take off to go on their next survival adventure and then we cut to an undetermined amount of time when there's a bunch of snow and a imperial shuttle with a bunch of stormtroopers they're on the planet with probe droids and and these are these are rebellion era stormtroopers yes this is very much like in the era of rebels this is imperial Uh, stormtroopers these are not yes and were you at all just like gobsmacked that when you saw him on screen again? Oh my goodness! And did you notice the animation? Yeah, it was paintings. Yeah, the oh the backgrounds you mean? Yeah, they're map paintings. Yeah, but how beautiful was it? They were yes, it was gorgeous. Because looking at it, I'm like that so, doesn't look like a traditional 3D. I'm like oh because no, it's not. It wasn't. It was beautiful. The the contrast between that and the the 3D animated characters and then the the howling of the you know the wind and the landscape and the, the desolate music it was it was absolutely oh it was yeah so uh presumably you know they find this crashed ship from the old republic era and they send their best sith to investigate and they of course send darth vader and i was this so you remember how i told you uh, before that something got spoiled for me. Mm-hmm. This was it. Oh. That he was in it. So I'm like, oh my god, there's a time jump. I always, I don't know, I kind of expected somehow there to be a Vader appearance, but I didn't I didn't expect such a time jump. That was interesting. Um, I didn't, I see, I didn't expect it at all, so that was very shocking to me, and unfortunately it got ruined for me, but whatever. That sucks. I know. Uh, so... You know, we see him pick up her lightsaber. It has a bunch of snow on it, and it looks also rusted as well. So there's some significant time goes by since yeah. this happened. We don't know. What and he ignites it. Here. See, I think it's before his season two appearance in Rebels. Maybe because in season two in Rebels, you know, Ahsoka's reaching out to find out who this person is in the Tie Fighter, and you know, he yeah. says, "So the apprentice lives." Yes. So I think it's before that. Not too long before that, but I think it's before that. No, that makes sense. Uh, so he, you know, uh, picks up her lightsaber, he ignites it, and then he looks on the distance, and then he sees her little bird, her yeah. little friend. Uh, you know, he doesn't really know what that means, I'm sure, but we as fans know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and so... You know, with the last scene, it's him walking away with her lightsaber and the uh, visor and the reflection of one of Ahsoka's troopers' helmets. And that is how the series ends. Perfect ending. Like, 
Are you are you ready to say goodbye to the Clone Wars? Um, <laughs> it's a big question. Yes and no. I, if this is it, I'm satisfied. I think that was a that was brilliant. It was a brilliant ending. I mean that that was some Emmy award winning stuff. Oh, for sure. Just breathtaking animation, music, cinematographics, dialogue, direction, all of it was perfection. Oh, without question. Yeah. Um I'm not no, I'm not ready to be done with Ahsoka. No. I'm not ready to be done with Rex. Um but the Clone Wars, I think I'm satisfied. I am too. I mean, I would love to see the other episodes that didn't get produced somehow make the light to screen. I would love to see that sometime. Sure. Uh, but, you know, for a, a series finale that, you know, the Clone Wars ends when the Clone War ends. And basically the Clone War ended. Yeah. And, you know, it, it makes sense. And it's a very sad, somber ending. Yeah. But there's also that little glimmer of hope. With the uh, with, with when we see Ahsoka's uh, companion, her little bird. Yeah. So, I mean this this whole season was was great, you know, despite some shortcomings with a few episodes here and there. Uh, but overall, how would you rate this arc? Oh, ten ten. Okay. Yeah. Same here. Absolutely. This this is some of the best Star Wars that's ever been put to film. I agree. Uh, it was absolutely great. Uh, like we said, the music was great. The acting was great. Animation, lighting, character models, textures, you name it. Everything was upped and, you know, basically pushed to the brink of, of their limits. And I'm going to miss it. Yep. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to miss it for sure because, you know, that's, you know, what? started in 2000 i think what eight right yes 2007 2008 and finally ending in 2020 that's you know amazing long time it's it's yeah it's it's a lot um going back do you think that this arc was better than like season or seasonal arcs from like one through six or just do you think this was a great arc for this season uh, I think it's one of the best arcs of the entire series. Okay, because good, because I'm on the same page as you. It absolutely, I mean, this is what we were building towards. Yeah. And it doesn't let it down at all. And it, and it enhances all of the, the prior canon. Oh, for sure. And it, you know, expands on, on future canon, too. Yeah. And everything that was, you know, as small as it was, everything that was retconned was for the better. Yep. Uh... I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, you know, it's still very fresh, obviously, with us, because it just released today. Today is May the 4th. Yeah. Uh, but I let have... us know what you guys thought about it, because, you know, I've seen a lot of opinions on there about this arc, but I don't think I've really seen bad opinions. Yeah. I did have a... Which is great. I did have a thought, to know what you thought yes. about it. Um, do you think Ahsoka blames herself for the clone trooper's death 
because I, I could see her I could see her thinking that she's at fault for, for the 501st dying in this crash because she Oh, I 100% can see her thinking that. Because she unleashed them all. Yeah. Well, they died, the ones that she buried were, that wasn't really Maul's doing. That was more so, well, I guess inadvertently because he made the ship crash. He didn't crash the ship. If he hadn't, if he hadn't ripped apart. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. The hyperdrive. I got you. The warp core. Sorry, wrong series. The The warp core. If he hadn't ripped apart the hyperdrive, they wouldn't have crashed. You know, maybe they could have gotten out of the ship, uh, you know, otherwise. Right. Well, they did destroy all the escape pods, so. Yeah. Well, but they could have gotten out otherwise. <laughs> well, yeah, like ship. On yeah. ship. Um, and the, you know, and left the troopers to whatever was going to happen to them. Um, so I, I can see her feeling guilt. Oh, I can too. I can, you know, that's why she, I think that's kind of why she also throws down her lightsaber. She's like, I'm done. I've caused too much, you know, shit. Yeah. Well, we're gonna, it's the yeah. Jedi collateral damage. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, but so, like I said, guys, don't forget to tweet us at Echo Station Cast because uh, we want to know what your guys' thought is on this. Not only the uh, Spice Girls arc, but also this final Siege of Mandalore arc. Um, and then let us know what you guys did for May the Fourth be with you. What do you guys? So, what are you doing in this Star Wars day, by the way? What are you doing? Uh, I watched. Well, I watched the Clone Wars. I watched um, the uh, gallery on the Mandalorian, which is super fascinating. Which was very good. Definitely recommend. Really entertaining. Um, learned some really cool stuff. Um, and now I'm going to eat dinner and watch the Rise of Skywalker. Yay! Yes, the Rise of Skywalker is on uh, Disney Plus right now. Yes, it is. I uh, I started watching uh, a little bit of the Rise of Skywalker before I started recording with you, and then I rewatched the final episode of Clone Wars to you know re reinvigorate. No, that's not the word, Ian. <laughs> oh boy, what's the, you know what word I'm talking about? Um, reinvigorate. There we go. There's the word. Ta-da! Uh. And uh, we also posted on our Twitter our Star Wars cosplays of Chris as Mara Jade and me as my Twi'lek senator. Yeah. So go check those out, like I said, at Echo Station Cast. Give us a, a follow as well. Um, uh, we're, I think, like five followers away from 100. Yay! So, like, if you can get, like, five or ten of your friends to come follow us on Twitter, we would so much love that. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be fun uh, because we 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 want those five. Yes, <laughs> uh, at least we want you know obviously more than that. But um, uh, yeah, so let us let us get, let us get your follows, please. <laughs> we we need them. We want to uh, thrive on them. We'll follow back. Yeah, we'll follow back, uh, or at least we'll you know a- attempt to. Uh, also, real quick, because we couldn't get this uh, episode out prior, uh, we uh, got a new um, uh, a review on iTunes from a fellow podcast that follow us called Pete. They're called Pizza and Parsecs. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, and so Dave from Pizza and Parsecs uh, gave us a great review on on the iTunes. Uh, 
So he said, you know, looking for an unfiltered and authentic take on the galaxy far, far away. Uh, definitely recommend Chris and Ian. Uh, these knowledgeable fans bring a tasteful blend of charming, energetic banter with insightful and unique Star Wars content. So much fun to listen to. So oh, thank you, Dave. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yes. Uh, that's that's very, very sweet. Thank you so much. I'll have to add pizza uh, next to my listening. Yes. Uh, they also shout us out on their um, uh, Witches and Monsters, uh, I believe it's called. Yeah, Witches and Monsters uh, episode for our uh, Ventress Spotlight. Oh, cool. So thank you for that. Um and like I said, don't forget, guys, you can also shout us out on uh, iTunes. Leave us a review, and we will then do a shout-out for you guys on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So all the shout-outs. Shout-out for a shout-out. Um, guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so this is it for our Clone Wars uh, wrap-up. That's it. That's it. This is... That's so sad. Uh... You know, it was it was a good ride. It was a great journey. It really was. Yeah, totally. Um, but until next time, guys, may the force be with you. Have a great May the Fourth. Have a great you know rest of your week. Stay in stay inside. Stay healthy. Stay happy. Um, and we will see you later. May the Fourth be with you. Bye. <laughs>